Welcome to Diner Talks with James. Slide into the booth and let's have conversations we never want to end with friends we never want to leave over food we probably shouldn't be eating. My friends, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of Diner Talks with James. I'm James, and I'm super pumped to be here with you all today. How you doing, my friends? What are we having today? What can we get you? Some challah bread French toast? You trying to do a, a, a chocolate shake? What do you What do you want? What do you need? Let me know. I'll, I'll th- I got a guy. You know what I'm saying? We'll, we'll get it whipped up for you. But no matter what, settle into the booth because we got a really cool conversation. I got two guests today, y'all. This I think this is the first time I've had two guests, and so that's kind of fun. Now, it's going to be a lot of fun having a badass conversation with two individuals that are doing something that would sound odd to most, but is also an incredible gift to most as well. And so I'm super pumped to be talking to you today with my friends, Ben and Nikki. That's Nikki Di Bartolo, okay, and Benjamin Heldfond. They are incredible individuals who wrote a book called Our Happy Divorce. That's right. These two individuals are divorced, and they wrote an amazing book, called Our Happy Divorce. Uh, It's an extremely great resource. They have also started to build a community around individuals who want to talk about it, want to know how to make this as pleasant of a possible uh, experience, because often there are children involved. And ultimately, it's the children that matter. And their uh, son, Asher, is who they kept at the forefront of their mind throughout this process. Their new spouses are involved. Nobody is safe in this conversation in this family, y'all, because all of them are what makes the unit work. And so I'm really excited to talk to them and have them on today. So let's get it popping, y'all. Let me get Ben and Nikki out here. Ben and Nikki, how are you today? Good. How are you? Wow. I just, uh, that I was like the greatest introduction well, ever. I, and I've listened to uh, a, a lot of your podcasts and, and I was, uh, I don't know, expecting uh, or hoping, you know, somewhere those two can live in the same world. Uh, a, a legendary introduction that you do and, and you did not disappoint. So uh, yes. uh, thank you for that. Yes, my friends, I appreciate you. Thank you. You're calling in from Tampa, Florida. Beautiful place. My grandmother used to live in Tampa, Florida, uh, but where she lived, we, I don't know, whenever I went down to visit her, we were never allowed to look around. I just kind of played shuffleboard in her neighborhood and that was fine. Um, But I've since learned that Tampa is a really cool city. Uh, And, uh, but yeah, now are you, are you all both born and raised in Florida? No, I was born and raised in Youngstown, Ohio. Oh, go Penguins. Um, And I was uh, born and raised in uh, San Francisco, California. San Francisco. I've heard of it. I've heard of it. Yes. Yes. And then I met Nikki and uh, she dragged me uh, in the back of a uh, Coupe de Ville uh, to Tampa, Florida. That's awesome. That's awesome. And a Coupe de Ville, I mean, she could have put more bodies in there too, uh, right? Like really Uh, the Italian thing, you know? Yeah, of course. (laughs) Yeah. Ignore the shovel in the trunk. Uh, that's awesome. That's beautiful. Nikki, you're born and raised in Youngstown, Ohio. Uh, and, uh, so what was, what was your journey? What was your journey in life? How did you eventually wind up in Tampa? What, what happened to get you there? Oh, um, I did. Well, I took a little detour to San Francisco, which is where I met Ben. And what brought you out to San Francisco? Well, (laughs) 
my father used to own the 49ers. Great. And so we, I eventually, I went to school. I grew up in Ohio and I went to school and up through my high school years in Youngstown. And then I finally decided after high school that I should go follow my sisters too and move to California. And that's where I met Ben. And then once my family decided to move to Tampa, I was like, well, all right. There was only one sister staying in California. I'm like, well, let's just, let's go move to Tampa. And then this one said to me, well, I'm not moving across the country if we're not married. Oh, I put the screws on you, did I? Do you not remember that? <laughs> oh, okay. And I was like, well, all right. I guess we're going to have to get married. Lock it up. <laughs> Lock it up, right. So right. I'm having cross country for you and leaving my whole family. Yeah, it was a big, you know, for me growing up in, in San Francisco, I went to uh, elementary school right in the city, high school four blocks down. And, and then I went to college at uh, Cal Berkeley, which is right across, you know, 15 right minutes. Way, yeah. yeah, right across the bridge. Uh, and I thought that was a big move. Um, and, and then 30 minutes. Right. And then I meet Nikki uh, and probably a year and a half after we start dating, uh, she says, we're moving to Tampa. Um you know, basically, do you want to come? And, you know, uh, I was young, dumb and you know what? Uh, and I stupid, stupid, yeah, stupid, young, maybe, dumb, in, lo maybe in love. Maybe right. there was a little love involved. I don't know. Maybe he thought he was in love with me. Right. At least, and we at were, least good sex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mid, mid to Fairland. Oh, okay. uh, that's terrible. <laughs> I meant fair to Midland. There's my dyslexia kicking in. Oh, wow. But, uh, you know, we we're at that age, right? I mean, we're at that yeah. age of, I was in my uh, late twenties. Uh, you know, Nikki was a little, a couple of years younger and we've been dating for the, you know, the set amount of years. And, and it was almost like, uh, what we should do or what society sort of tells us to do. Uh, and we're a little different generation than this younger one who seemed to maybe get it right a little bit, but that was the next progression. And, and if I had going to move and we were dating, you know, we might as, we're supposed to get married. We're supposed, supposed to get married. Baby. We're supposed to, I mean, all these things that people think you're supposed to do. Yeah. So we moved to Tampa. So you moved to Tampa. <laughs> Love it. Now, what were you, what were you doing at the time? Uh, what, were, what was your, what was your occupation, Ben? What, what, where were you working? Well, I was uh, uh, managing. This is where we met. This is where we met. Uh, okay, I was great. Managing, uh, managing a nightclub. Uh, I was going to school, finishing up uh, my school, my eight years bachelor's degree. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's not a race. <laughs> right. It's not important. Uh, You're still going to school? I was still going to school, yeah. Wow. And, uh, um, I was working in a nightclub on the weekends, managing a nightclub and Nikki and a friend came in one night and, uh, you know, we were, uh, it was a pretty big, it was a very big nightclub and, and there was this white zone in front and, uh, cars would pull up all the time. And I happened to be outside and the object was to get the car out of there. So they didn't block the, the entrance of the club and Nikki and her friend pull right up and, you know, I we were go, just going to park our car right there. <laughs> right. But, but I immediately go over in my, you know, uh, sort of jerk mode to get that car out of there. And the windows were a little tinted and then the windows rolled down and I saw who was inside uh, and it immediately switched from how do I get them out of that white zone to how do I get them in the club? And mm -hmm. so I put, you know, Prince Charming uh, stuff on and uh, got him into the club and, you know, got her number and got her into the heart. Got it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I said, I yeah. might not be Mr. Right, but I'm Mr. Right now. Oh yeah. my goodness. Boom. God, not enough O's and smooth, right, Nikki? Oh, so smooth. I can't handle it. 
<laughs> I love it. I love it. What was it that first? Uh, what was it that first attracted y'all? What was it like? What like at what point in time was uh, where you're like, all right, this is this is more than just a, a cute guy who works here at the club, or this is more than just a, a a very attractive woman getting out of a nice car. I think for me, it was the zoot suit he had on. Maybe that Ooh, was it. Strong, okay. strong pinstripe game. Nice. Very strong pinstripe game. Um, I don't know. I mean, I just think that he, I don't know. Maybe it was your, that personality you had way back when. Had? <laughs> wow. No, I think, I, I think no, for Nick. Chase come out much more lately. I, I think with Nick and I, the, the, the connection if you know, as we dissect this sort of thing, what was, um, we always had fun together. There was always a connection. We laughed. We, you know, uh, we did. We like to do the same sort of things. Mm-hmm. And there was obviously, you know, physical attraction and that whole thing, but, but it wasn't, you know, it almost like it, it, it it's like now, it, I don't want to say roommate, more like best friend, you know, that kind of love. And I think we got being in love, uh, and, and loving each other a little, it, yeah, the wires were a little crossed, a little crossed. there. Um, you know, and, and uh, so that, you know, with Nikki's funny, uh, she's got a great sense of humor. She has a huge heart. Uh, all those are still there today. Um, you know, and, uh, unfortunately we got what married. What do you like about me? Uh, that's about it. Go on. So please stop. Don't stop. I am a- <laughs> she's a great mom. Uh, you know, and, and I can tell that, you know, she's got a huge, you know, heart. Uh, I, I don't want to, let's not talk about the bad stuff. Cause I could go on for, you know, a <laughs> while, a lot of bad in there. but, but you know, and she's, there was always, uh, fun with Nikki. There was always, uh, you know, uh, life of the party, you know, the, the, but our personalities clicked. Yeah. That's a good way. Of putting it. <laughs> yeah. There was a part of it. It sounds like there was a part of it that felt easy. That's a, yeah. That's a new better way yes, of putting it. Very easy. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. You know, I think it's funny. You talked about like getting the wires crossed of in love versus love, yada, yada. Uh, and uh, I once had a, <laughs> I remember this one moment where I was riding with a someone who I was interested in at the time. Um, and uh, we were riding on the Long Island Railroad. She had come up to visit me. I, we went to college together um, and she had come up to see my family and whatnot. <clears throat> and we had just started dating. And uh, we're on the Long Island Railroad, taking her to New York City just so we could have a day in the city. And there was this advertisement in front of us. And like, I forget what it was, but essentially the word love was on there sometime at some point in the advertisement. I looked at her, I looked at her and I looked at the thing. I was like, Hey, what do you think about that word? <laughs> um, right. Again, I also not enough right. O's and smooth, yeah. um, but you know, I was like, what, do you, what do you think about that word? And she said straight up, she's like, I think a lot of times people confuse that word with excitement. And I was like, <laughs> okay. Um, and I thought that was, while, while profound in the moment, it sucked to hear. Um, but, but, you know, and we did wind up dating later and we did say the word love to each other. Um, and, and so that's, that's fine. Um, but, but still in the moment, thinking back on it, there's a lot of power in that sentence. And sometimes love and excitement do sometimes masquerade as each other. Right. Uh, they're really, they're well, really it, it, it's one of those things of, you know, love, excitement, lust, right. Uh, and, and something new, you know, it's w- hard to decide what feels like what, especially if you're starting to date a woman you're attracted to and, and, and or man that you're attracted to, I imagine. And, and everything's great. And they're, you know, Prince Charming or Princess, uh, you know, Cinderella and, and those little things that, okay, you know, w- would maybe bother you a little bit. Don't bother you in that moment of lust, right. Or excitement. Yep. Uh, 
right? And then you don't really argue during that time either. Everything is all just yeah, it's peaches, rainbows, and butterflies. Yeah, exactly. And and, and, you know, I think that's what we did uh, in the beginning. Maybe a lot of people do it. uh, You know, and then you know what gets real. You know, it's funny. I tell a story. uh, Nikki. Uh, when we first started dating, I sort of religiously watched Sports Center every night at you know eleven o'clock. And when we first started dating, Nikki would say, "Oh, it's so cute how you watch Sports Center every night, right?" Cute. Cute. Yeah, it's so cute. So cute how much you, know, you loved football too. How much I love football and sports, and it was like, oh, and then you know, for however many years later, at a certain point, maybe it was like one. Yeah, maybe it was like six months. Why do you have to watch Sports Center every night? Like, Honest to God, on Sundays, do you have? to lock yourself into a room from like 10 a.m. till 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I just didn't didn't see him until he came out for like a snack. It was like he was in a cage. Yeah, but it was cute at one point. It was so cute. <laughs> yep. so much stuff. It was so cute until we had a kid. And I was like, listen, help, help, yeah. help on Sundays. Yeah. Yeah, my uh, my wife said my wife said to me, she's like, oh, I cannot stand the way that my sister chews the way she chews her food is just so obnoxious, and I just can't stand. She's like, she's like, your father kind of chews a little bit like that as well sometimes, and uh, and it's true. My dad is my dad's a loud eater, right? I'll, you know, it's fine. Love the man, he's a loud eater though, and uh, and so that's okay. But the thing is so funny because uh, <laughs> it's so funny because she's like, but don't worry, she's like, don't worry, you're you're fine. You're fine. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, the music started getting turned on like five minutes into meals. Like, well, you want to listen to some music? You want to watch a show? And you want, I was like, I was like, I see what's going on here. So now it's to the point where if there's ever a lull in the show we're watching or it's in between songs, I'll stop chewing. And she's like, you don't have to stop chewing. I was like, just say, just say thank you. Yes, Um, I do. Right. That's, that's that funny. Is amazing. <laughs> so, yeah. So exactly. Those things that are cute. The, it's an idiosyncrasy. He's like different. It's like really cool. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, yeah. There were a lot of cute things about Ben. Yep. For sure. I'm sure there was a lot of cute things about me. Too. Yeah. Okay. I don't think, you know, I, I, I think we should move on. Okay. <laughs> uh, I love it. I love it. Like, so, if you were at a diner, like the waitress could come in or up with, you know, your like, turkey you like pot pie. Would you like some more Coke? Sir? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That perfect moment. That perfect moment. Yeah, for sure. What is your diner order, by the way? Y'all? What, if, you were, if we were at a diner today, what do you think you'd be ordering for our conversation? What's your move oh, typically? I would order two eggs over medium toast and turkey sausage. Oh, it's like you thought about this. Like you, it's like it you got fed the question the season, before. If they had pumpkin pancakes, that's what I would get. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I would uh, oh, fried no. chicken and waffles. What? Fried, yeah, fried chicken and waffles. Nice. No. That's some L.A. Roscoe's thing. That's uh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did go to school in Berkeley, and you know Oakland was right there, and we sure. always used to go to <clears throat> the, get chicken and waffles at three in the morning. Yeah. Oh. I respect it. I respect just a quick Bart right away. What's your, uh, right? Say it again. What's your order? A big pancakes guy. Uh, pink steak, full stack, excessive amount of butter and syrup. And uh, that's, that's typically what I'll do. Or I'm also, I like a, like a good uh, grilled cheese, grilled cheese and bacon with some fries. Ooh, diners make the best grilled cheese. Now, do you uh, uh, like fruit in your uh, pancakes or just straight? 
plain or chocolate chip or anything? Uh, well, yeah, if I'm feeling crazy, I'm going chocolate chip. Uh, but yeah, I, I love a good blueberry pancake as well, for sure. I make a mean Oreo pancake. Oh, yeah? Put Oreos in the pancake. What are you looking at me like that for? Have you never had my Oreo pancake? Mm. Next time mm. I'm in Tampa, Nikki. I'll make you you Oreo pancakes. All right, don't tease me now. I'm, I'm really coming through, through Nikki. I'm coming, coming through. through. I'm through. I'm skipping burns and just. Yeah, there you go. Right? My son has loved Oreos since he was like a little boy, and he went to some restaurant in Tampa one day, and they had it on the menu. And so since that, since that day, when he was a little boy, that's all he has ever wanted. His friends used to come over and say, "We make us Oreo pancakes." Quite the Wait. reputation in town at that. Yeah. These pancakes. Well done. Well Better done. Than the other too ones. old and I don't feed them anymore. I make them order Uber Eats or something. <laughs> <laughs> so I love this. So you all, so you all moved, moved to Tampa on the uh, precondition notion that we will get married. Yeah. Or maybe, yeah. Cause you weren't married when you moved. You were at, you were going to get married though upon moving. Amazing. So, so, so now we're here in Tampa, you have your family, uh, Ben, you have no one, correct? That um, is absolutely is, correct. My whole family is uh, was stayed in San Francisco. Yeah, that's really hard. Yeah, uh, that's really hard, right? I currently, we just moved. We just moved from New York uh, in Brooklyn, and my family's all in Long Island, and we moved to Minneapolis, where her family, Tina's family, is. My wife's name is Tina. Um, and so, yeah, it's it's a hard move. Making friends as an adult is weird, also. Yeah, um, the weirdest thing, and I never thought that that was going to be a like a thing, but it's really strange. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, it's it, when looking back on it uh, and, and I made the joke about the coup de ville and her throwing me in it. But look, I went of my own will and like for this free will thing that we've been giving, uh, like she didn't hold a gun to my head and, and, and kidnap me and take me to Tampa. Yeah. But when I got to Tampa, um, you know, for, at the time, 180 degrees in the other direction from San Francisco was Tampa, Florida. I mean, right. I remember 350. Right. Been almost the whole trip. right i mean it was completely opposite direction and, and i remember the first night uh I, we spent the or we slept there uh we moved to a golfing community like in, in, not even in the city like up north and in, in the suburbs and with no sidewalks they didn't have sidewalks but no, but we didn't really know where we were going the first night i was uh, i was laying in bed with my eyes completely wide open and i'm sure people who move from suburbs to a major city have the opposite uh thing but I couldn't uh, sleep because it was so quiet. Yes. It, and that's what resonated. And I still remember it. It was so, so quiet. And so th- this other things happened and, and it was just so different. My family, like you said, the family thing was hard. Uh, friends were hard. Um, and I started to blame Nikki, you know, and I think that was the main uh, or one of, for me anyways, the main uh, resentment or the main buildup to the, you know, the divorce is I blamed Nikki for me deciding in my own free will to move to Tampa. Like, how could you take, how could you move me here? Yep. Um, and it was a tough, it was a tough transition. It, you know, it took, uh, even after we were, uh, divorced, it took a while for me to get used to this place and, you know, call it home and, and, uh, you know, get a support group. Um, but you know, it was her fault. Yeah. Yeah, always for sure, right? So, Nikki's the easy. Oh, sorry, Nikki, I cut you off. Go ahead. No, it's always my fault. No, it's, it's just I was just making a joke that it's always my fault. Oh, okay, great. Well, at least you at least you own that. Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> so yeah, and I think uh, the first of all, that that's powerful. It's powerful the name that those are the emotions that you were feeling. And and I'm I'm wondering for you, Nikki, did you did that resentment? Could you could you feel it early, or was it something that built over time? Like you know what what how are you feeling or seeing that resentment? 
It definitely built over time. It wasn't like something that happened overnight. And I think for me, obviously it was so much easier for me to move to a place where my sister also moved when I moved. So, and my sister was like my best friend. So I had my best friend and Ben. So, I mean, and your parents and my parents. Right. So that was, it was so much easier for me to, you know, become involved in a place that, I mean, I, I mean, I've, I'm just going to say this, that I really haven't made that many friends here anyways. Yeah. That's because you're not that likable. I mean, I'm really not that likable. Mm -hmm. No, I'm very (laughs) guarded though. I'm very guarded. So actually to do these kind of things that like we do to do podcasts, to do this book, to talk about my life and you know, our relationship is very difficult for me. Like I'm not as forthcoming with information about myself. I've gotten so much better, but I'm a little shy and guarded, believe it or not. You wouldn't be able to tell sometimes, but I am. So, I mean, I, I think in the, how long have we lived here? 20 years. In the 20 years, how many friends have I made here? Maybe four. Yeah. I mean, mean, and so my friends that I had before I moved here are still my friends. So those are the people that I really, if I'm going to go someplace or if I'm going, you know, away for a weekend, those are normally the people that I hang out with. So I'm, I don't know. And my sister just moved away from here. So that really sucks. But um, it is hard. hard. And like you said, as you grow older, it gets harder. And and even with a kid, uh, kids and, uh, you know, Asher, you, uh, like I always thought, okay, well, that's a good way to start, you know, meeting people is through, but then they have their own lives and they have young kids and it's, you know, it's just a hard, it was a hard time for us. uh, And, um, you know, uh, the, the resentment started to build over time and, and, and you know, we sort of grew, uh, you know, further, I guess, uh, further apart. Um, from, and then I, I, I don't know how to say, I mean, it's not, uh, Just say it. but you know, okay. So we'll have a, a kid, right. And that'll fix the, the, the problem. And, and obviously, uh, I, mean, I think that's one of the things, I mean, like that was just the next, it was I the next like step, it was the next step. And like maybe we didn't really know that each other was feeling kind of weird about the relationship, but it was like, Oh, well, you know what? We're supposed to have, we're supposed to have a baby. Let's try to have a baby. Oh, it could take years for us to have a baby. We don't know. Uh, take years for us to have a baby. <laughs> no. Take years. No, no, I don't think that was you. Yeah. That was me. This is true. No, I have. It, well, okay. But, uh, you know, the, the other thing is, is the, um, the communication and, 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 you know, when I get resentful or I get hurt or I, yeah, exactly. You know, I, I, I close up, I close shut up. down, I get avoidant. And uh, I'm like this. Right. And, and, and Nikki's, o- Nikki's over there, like, talk? you know, with her arms up, like, Hey, over here. And I'm just, you know, and so, you know, that doesn't create for a very good relationship, uh, you know, or, or, or a good husband or, you know, any of that stuff, you know, when you, you know, have somebody who, who who's physically there, uh, but emotionally just, you know, shut down and, and but once in a while, uh, does some express, uh, some emotion and it comes out, uh, with me or came out with me in the form of anger, which is not a, was always a secondary emotion for me, You're just uh, you know, to protect, all the other stuff underneath it. And, and, and so, uh, you know, I, I, I was an angry, uh, bitter uh, uh, man who, who Nikki, you know, look, she's got her sh- stuff um, and, and that's fine. And, but, but with the way that I showed up, you know, in the relationship wasn't, wasn't something that anybody would want to be married to. No. <laughs> <laughs> she agrees. 
Honestly, I, I mean, but then the way I, <laughs> the oh, way I showed up to, <laughs> okay, sorry. I don't think I would have wanted to be married to me either. But uh, although I, the time that we were married and the child that we have, I would never, ever replace that. I mean, I think I learned so much and it honestly was probably the biggest time of growth in my life ever because I allowed it. I allowed myself to be able to grow and I allowed myself to become the mom that I didn't know I could be. And, you know, and it also made me the wife I am today, which is not the same wife. You got the uh, Nikki 2.0, uh, you yeah. know, but, but I think the bottom line at the end of the day, and, and probably anybody who has been through a divorce can, you know, uh, uh, relate to this is unhappy people make unhappy marriages and unhappy families. Right. And, and we, uh, you know, because of whatever is going on or because of our patterns, because of our character defects, whatever you want to call it, uh, we're unhappy. I was unhappy where I lived. I was unhappy with, uh, you know, Nikki, uh, and, and in love. And the other thing is, I think we were in love with the person that we wanted the other person to be, or that the person, other person said they were going to be mm-hmm. right. We had one foot in the f- future of, who, you know, our ideal Ben and our ideal Nikki, uh, but weren't really living, you know, who, who we were at the time or dealing with who we were at the time. That was powerfully said. I'm re- First off, I respect, um, obviously you all have, have done interviews before you wrote a book, right? So you had to dive into uh, who was I and who am I, right? In that. And, and so it's really cool to hear your self-awareness come through, uh, even when it comes through as, as, as little jabs and things like that, right? That's, that's natural. That's natural. Um, <clears throat> and so there's, there's, there's always feelings there. And so it makes a lot of sense. And so it is... Uh, it's really cool to hear the way that you talk about it with 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 such self-awareness. And we know that resentment is one of the hardest things to get rid of in a relationship, right? And sometimes resentment is uh, is the foreshadowing that unfortunately a number of relationships have that it's not dealt with often with someone externally, um, right? Then it really sometimes is it, it kind of sows the future of what's going to happen. And so uh, so I, I appreciate the way that you talked about how, you know, your, your emotions were coming this way and that, you know, we started to get a little more angry and, and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and so you all wind up getting divorced, but, but first you have this child and were you, uh, you know, it sounded like, it sounded like Ben, you said, you're like, well, maybe the child will fix it. Nikki, were you also at a place of maybe having a baby will, will fix it? Or at this point, were you a little bit, um, I guess not oblivious sounds insulting. So I don't hear it that way, but were you not aware of what the resentment that was building at this point yet? I don't think I was quite aware of it. So oblivious is probably an okay word. I mean, I think in my head, I was like asking myself if this was the right thing, if this relationship was the right thing, but I don't think I was fully aware of how he was feeling. Because he, he wasn't very open with his feelings. It didn't always want to talk about his feelings. So, yeah, oblivious actually is not a bad word for us. <laughs> but I do want to, and, and, you know, obviously correct me if, if I'm wrong, and you probably, I know you will, but uh, I was more uh, of the one that wanted to have children. I was the one that was, you know, uh, wanting, to, I know Nikki did. I just don't know if you were ready yet. And I think the decision to have Asher 
was, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, you know, sort of a accelerated a little bit because of some problems we were having in our marriage and, and I might be wrong, but I, I've always wanted to, you know, I, I, maybe it was cause I, I was know. older. I don't, I don't know. Cause I've always seen myself as a mom. Right. No, I did. Yeah. I know you wanted I, to have I, kids. I, yeah. I've always wanted to have children, but, um, yeah, I mean, maybe it was accelerated a bit. I don't know. It, it, it just really, I, I wanted to also add that, that, you know, we're not some spiritual, you know, uh, levitating uh, giants who are, t- you know, I think one of the reasons we're sitting here talking um, uh, uh, about these feelings and this introspective that we we did dur- uh, uh, it, you know, of the people that we were during our marriage is because we did the work. Mm-hmm. We did, you know, the, 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 the divorce, any divorce has two sides, right? There's the emotional side. And then at the end of the day, there's the business side of it. And, and uh, I think one of the reasons that most of or divorces go bad and go south is because people don't deal with the emotional side of it. And, and both Nick and I, and, and I'm sure we'll get, you know, get into it, but the reason we can sit here and talk about all that stuff is because we did the emotional work before we jumped into the business decision or the business side of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that's real. Uh, and I, I appreciate your, uh, your self-awareness as well. And Nikki in that moment of, of thinking about it, because I mean, you all do wind up having a, a, a wonderful human shout out to Asher. Uh, and uh, <clears throat> right. Asher is Asher is how old today? Just turned 18. Just turned 18. My yeah. gosh, where does the time go? Um, I just says a man who just met you 30 minutes ago. Um, but uh, <laughs> but still. <laughs> I'm already preparing still. for crying every day next year. Oh, yeah. You're going to be a mess. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. As you should be. Because, uh, you know, it turns out that's the way love shows itself sometimes. Mm. Um, and, yeah, and he's worth it. Um, yeah. So, yeah. But uh, so. So we have, we have this child and then how long after he was born, did you all put the divorce in motion? He was about three and a half when, can I tell? I know it's your favorite story. It's my Go favorite ahead. story. He was about three and a half. I, mean, I just like to preface by saying it's not my finest moment and I realize it sure. and it's, 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 you know, I mean, we had, we had done the dance, the, the back and forth, move out, move in, move back. I mean, the, the whole dance of maybe we should break up, maybe we should, but I, myself am, as Ben calls me a fixer. So whenever there's an issue and whenever there's a problem, I'm the one that wants to fix it. So I was, I, I would have been willing to stay in this relationship at that time in order to stay together for our son. Now that I look back on it, that would have been the worst decision we had ever made. So I was happy that I woke up and decided to, you know what? That's going to be horrible. That's going to be horrible for us. That's going to be horrible for him. So I don't know if there was any, there wasn't one moment that led to this story that I'm going to tell, but I think that we both knew the time was coming. We just weren't sure exactly when we were going to do it or pull the, you know, whatever, not to sound insensitive because it's a marriage and we have a child. I came home one day from being out of town for work and I walk into the bathroom, you know, unpacking. I look down at the my side of the sink and there is a ripped up photo of Ben Asher and I with his wedding, wedding ring on top of it. So very dramatically, that is how Ben told me he was done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, drama. So, I mean, of course, my yeah, first reaction is, you know, to, to fix it. But I, I knew that that, I quickly knew that wasn't, what was going to happen, but it was very dramatic. And I think he knew that 
you know, the photo, Asher being in the photo and how that was like a stab. Like that was just like a, a gut wrenching stab for me. Yeah, it was uh, it premeditated. It was vindictive. Uh, you know, I, I remember looking through pictures uh, to find the perfect uh, picture that the was going to family photo that you were going to rip. Yeah, that was going to be on the uh, uh, bathroom counter. Yeah, yeah. What a powerful moment. What that's uh, yeah, that that is I could only imagine the emotions that that flushed through you at that point. Um, and, and Ben, I could only imagine the emotions that were going through you to get to such a point um, as well. Uh, and uh, oh, what a charged, what a charged time for you all to decide <laughs> slash make it clear um, that a decision needed to be had and that, that, that this is the end. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, yeah. And, and for me, like yeah. Nikki said, it wasn't some, you know, major, you know, finding out is something, but except for we had, you know, like Nikki said, done this dance and she had said she, she had started this jewelry business had been spending a lot of time uh, in LA and, you know, she had said, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to just cut back on the travel. I'm, I want to work on this marriage. Uh, this is the fix it, Nikki. This is, I think the Nikki who knows, and, and I knew too, that this thing had run its course, right. It, it, it was, you know, a dead tree that there was no, you know, coming back, uh, from, but I, I, I was staying in a hotel. I came dead home. Tree. I, I don't know. First thing that popped in my head. Uh, and I'm so I'm going with it. Uh, and, and so I, I had been staying in a hotel. I'd come home to get, uh, you know, some stuff. And, you know, I had, I, at that point it had been, okay, let's try it one more time. When she comes back, I'm going to try one, you know, we're going to try it one more time. And then, Nikki's fame is for her calendars. Like it's, it, you know, it, it's a, it, it's a piece of art. Uh, still today, she uses the, you know, the written. I use, I use a paper calendar. Paper calendar. And, and so journaler. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so I went to the fridge and there was the calendar for the next month. Uh, and it, it was at the beginning of the month and it was like travel, 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 travel. I mean, it was, you know, there was no, I want them to stay home. So at that moment, you know, that was my done moment. It wasn't anything crazy. I, you know, didn't walk in on her, you know, doing whatever with somebody, you know, or whatever it was, right. It, it wasn't, it, but that was the done moment. That was the moment where it was clear to me that this wasn't going to go anywhere. Like the, she wasn't going to become the person that she said it was. And I, you know, I hadn't yet taken that introspective look at myself yet, but that it was all her fault. Right. It was all, mm -hmm. you know, if she didn't do this or she didn't travel, we'd be fine. And so that was the moment. And so that's when I went looking for the pictures and yeah. <laughs> Nikki with some of your travel. And th if this is not your story, please feel to correct it. I know you started this jewelry business Was some of your travel also a helpful way for you to run away or escape for a little Get bit. Yeah. Yes, sure. Yes. Yeah. 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 Instead of trying, instead of facing what you knew was at home. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I traveled a lot in my, uh, I've, I've also, I've been divorced. I've talked about it on here a few times. Um, but, uh, I've been divorced and in my first marriage, uh, I don't think I traveled, uh, to get away necessarily, but sometimes I would add an extra day of just like, well, you know, cause I'm, I also, 
moved to a place where neither of us knew anybody. Uh, we kind of moved to this uh, town called Ithaca in upstate New York, which is where Cornell is and whatnot. So a lot of people have heard of it, but neither of us had any family up there. My family was four, four and a half hours, five hours away. Um, and, uh, and hers was in Delaware. <clears throat> and so, um, so neither of us had anybody. And so whenever I get to travel, if there was somebody there that I knew, I'd like want to spend more time just because it's nice to be around people who, you know, and just be around friends and feel like, I don't know. Not everything's hard. Um, mm, yeah. And so, uh, so yeah, so I get it. I wasn't necessarily booking trips so I could get away. Um, but once out, it was like, I'll stay an extra day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's not so bad. And, and, and you know, even now uh, I'm married and ha- have two more beautiful children. And, you know, one of my finest uh, or, or I guess rushes of dwarfins these days is when I do travel and hearing the key fob go in the hotel room, you hear that beep. Right. Because, you know, you're going to go in and it's going to be quiet. You're going to have some time. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but but you know, there's also a difference between that and, you know, coming home from work when I was married to Nikki and the, the garage door slowly going open and hoping that the, her car wasn't there. Yeah. And getting disappointed, you know, when I when I saw her car. So that's where when I'd be home. Yeah. When you would be <laughs> home, uh, you know, because I would come home and the, it just wasn't. You know, it, it wasn't a happy marriage. I mean, I don't know yeah. how else. All these know. little signs, right? That, yeah. yeah. That and yeah. Sign right there, you know, that it's time to maybe uh, look at your marriage. Up and you're like, oh. yeah. Oh, she's That's home. A- <laughs> you said something really big that a lot of couples who are going through tough times uh, re- that have children reach this place of, okay, so we have children. Do we stay together for the children? Do we not stay together for the children? What a, what an incredibly hard parenting decision. What an incredibly hard personal decision, right? Because there, there's good selfishness in life, um, right? And good selfishness is saying that our happiness matters. Uh, my happiness matters as well. Uh, my dreams matter. My goals, my voice, my et cetera, et cetera, right? Like those things matter and th- those fall under good selfishness. Uh, but there's also bad selfish. Uh, and, so, uh, and so I'm wondering... How did you all navigate that part of the conversation? It sounded like Nikki, you were trying to fix it for the kids. Um, and Ben, you were kind of on the other side of like, he'll be fine. Um, right. And if anything, it'll be, it'll be even healthier for him. If we're, if we're apart, like what that's, I feel like one of the hardest decisions that a lot of couples have to face is when kids are involved, it becomes infinitely more complex. And I'm wondering how you navigated that. Well, I think, and so right, uh, you know, I think our divorce, it could have gone, you know, a million ways, but, but the three, the, the three ways, uh, you know, that, that really uh, it, it could have gone was, you know, one, we stay together uh, and, and, you know, be unhappy and, and, and have no expression of love to each other and, and just live in this stale world that our son sees, right? And what kind of message does that send about love or relationships to him? Um, and I think that could be as detrimental uh, as, you know, uh, uh, the other way, which is a high conflict divorce, you know, where, the you know, he's weaponized and used as blocking and tackling tools and, uh, you know, the, the high conflict variety. And, and, and that, you know, those are the two extremes. And, and then there's the other way, which we took uh, or, or actually eventually, eventually got to, I should yep. say. Uh, and that is. This world we have today uh, of, uh, you know, her, she's remarried. He gets to see, uh, you know, that 
uh, example of, of what a loving relationship looks like. And I'm remarried and he gets to see that. And so. And then it, on top of that, he sees what he and I have. And it's a different kind of love, but it's a relationship that the two of us have built. So he sees a that type of love. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and so the, it's a look, but I don't want to take away from that moment, uh, you know, especially what you said, because uh, we uh, both struggled with it. And it's not an easy one because, you know, the, it, it's that voice that we all have in our head of, you know, oh, you're going to screw your kid up. Oh, you got to stay together. This is this is what being a parent's about. And, you know, it's about being uh, selfless and all this other stuff. But but I think that, the, uh, uh, you know, because we've talked to people and, and, and we, you know, through this whole thing and, and, and oh, my parents stayed together until we left for college, uh, you know, and then and then they broke up. Yeah. But that's not, you know, that does that make it any better? No, no, you know, like I said, a good cause probably just as much damage as far as what kind of relation or what kind of uh, example we want to set for our kids. Like my parents were married. Uh, they went through a high conflict divorce. It was terrible. It was, you know, in the 80s, War of the Roses. It was that. Yeah. But, you know, writing this book, I got to reflect a lot on, you know, my parents, why they were married. And I can only remember one time. Uh, that they showed any sign of affection towards each other. And it was just a handheld. Uh, they just held each other's hands, uh, you know, for, for a minute as they were walking out of this hotel. Um, and now there might've been more times. Right? I, mean, I don't want to make it seem, but, but, but it's, it, it, it's, it's telling that the, that's the only thing I remember about any sort of expression yeah. of love or, um, you know, uh, intimacy that, that hourly intimacy that, that I saw from my parents. Yeah, that's definitely, definitely telling for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know that's not a decision that you all took lightly, but it's also hard to make that decision while you also are trying to factor in your own happiness and what you deserve. So what a tough place to be. And so you wind up getting divorced. Um, and, you know, I, I love that you just kind of alluded to a, a question that I had, which was, yeah, you have these three options, but that third option doesn't ever feel like an option or right? no. like in the process of emotions in the process of reestablishing who you are a process of everything, right? Like having to, I mean, you have to rediscover yourself. You just gave a chunk of your life to being somebody's partner. Um, and, and while, while beautiful at times, it was also, you know, you need to really relearn who you are. Um, and so, uh, and build up your own confidence. And so I'm wondering from, from divorce to, Hey, let's write a book about our happy divorce. Uh, was that, <laughs> was that like a, you know, did it take you like, was it three years of not talking or just like the conversations were mainly only around Asher and where he was going to go for this weekend or whatnot? Um, was it, was it quicker than that? Like what, what was that process like in the timeline? I think it was probably, I don't know. What do you think about three years of us faking it until we made it <laughs> Well, sure. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think w- th- there's we import- would do baby steps of things. And I think that the the, the important uh, part of this story is I I, I didn't leave my house uh, and you know uh, go call a therapist uh, after I ripped up that picture, right? I because uh, that's not where I was. You know, right. I I called a lawyer, uh, which you know if you're out there listening and going through a divorce or about to go through, don't call a lawyer yet, right? <laughs> Uh, number one mistake that, you know, really could have derailed this whole thing. Um, and, and, you know, I remember sitting in the lawyer's office and telling him what I wanted. And he's like, yeah, we can get that, you know, no problem. And, and, and the other piece of advice, if, if you sit with a lawyer and they tell you you can get all of what you want, 
run because it's not possible. Yep. Um, right. And, and so uh, he wrote up this uh, game plan of everything that I wanted. And it was like 35 pages. Uh, and, and I remember not reading it for a while, but I, I, I was on a plane, a red eye back from L.A. Uh, to Tampa. And, you know, I don't know what it was in that moment. Maybe it was because it was four in the morning. Maybe it was because it was those fluorescent, you know, overhead lights. And maybe it was a person snoring next to me. But I started reading. And I took it out for the first time and I started reading it. And I got about two pages into it. Uh, and it was the first time uh, in a long time uh, where I saw I had some clarity, right? I had some openness and, and I also had some, uh, you know, was able to tap into my experience as a kid going through a very, very high conflict divorce uh, and my parents and what kind of pain and suffering that, that, that caused me growing up. Uh, and then the other thing I realized in that moment is that there's no way that this could be all Nikki's fault. Right. There's no way in the history of relationships that it doesn't take two. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and so I put it away uh, and because I knew how it ended. I had seen that movie. I'd lived that movie. I was sure. watched that movie over and over again. And to think that it was going to be different was insane. Um, and so I called a lawyer on Monday and I said, you know, thank you. But no, thank you. I'm going to find something else. And then I called Nikki. And, you know, she was, she's always been gracious with space and time. And once I expressed that, she said, you know, take as much time as you need. Um, and, uh, and then I made a third call, which really should have been my first call. And I would recommend everybody, you know, make this call first if you've made the decision. And that was to a therapist. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm also a member of a, of a 12 step program and have been for a long time. And, and I called you know, my sponsor and, and uh, you know, we worked through some stuff and, and, and we worked through that, you know, that, that all that uh, uh, praise you gave us, right. Of uh, introspection, but because we did the work, like we, we were right. willing to look at it and where things went wrong and how we were showing up compared to how we thought we were going to show up. And it didn't take me very long um, to come to the uh, sobering, no pun intended, uh, but uh, realization that I wouldn't want to be married to me either. I wasn't the man. I wasn't the husband. I wasn't the father. I wasn't showing up to life at all the way that I had in my head. Um, and so that was the big moment, the turning point uh, 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 for us and, and, you know, a road to our happy di uh, divorce. But it didn't it didn't happen. Overnight. It wasn't overnight. And Nikki said it, you know, we faked it till we made it. We sat next to each other. Uh, we, uh, you know, we faked it and make it, which means we put on our big boy pants. And you talk about being a parent, being selfless. Mm -hmm. And that's where. You know, at, at Asher's uh, plays, birthday. I mean, we just we would sit next to each other, and and of all the people in the world, she was the last person I wanted to sit I next to. Sit next to you. Either. I, 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 you know, I, I understand that, um, and I understand your experience, uh, and I respect your experience. But uh, <laughs> you know, we we sat next to each other, and and it was awkward, and it was uncomfortable, and it. But it you know, weird. but Asher didn't have to decide like I did as a kid as he was walking over to his pair, like, okay, who did I see? Who did I sit next to last time? Uh, you know, or go say hi to first, I think it was mom. No, maybe it was dad at my uh, lacrosse game. And, and this is the stuff that went through in my head when I had after an event that I had to go see my parents. And so we didn't want to have to have Asher do that. And then somewhere along the line, I can't tell you, you know, it may be a couple years where we cross that invisible line, right? We cross that invisible line from faking it to actually making it. And, you know, we're like, oh, each other, we're not so bad. Yeah, she's not that bad. Um, and so 
it, it turned into something uh, that we could never. And if I think the other thing important, if you're listening to this and you're like, these people are full of crap, there's no way. Uh, uh, and we get it. Like if we had heard this story 14 years ago, we would have said the same thing, you know, but, but I think the, the point is that there's just allow hopefully some space, uh, you know, and, and some uh, openness to the possibility that if we can do it, yeah. you know, a- a- anybody, you know, can, but it w- didn't happen overnight and we could never have imagined it, uh, you know, the way it is. Yeah. <laughs> that, there. I'm sorry. That, yeah, there was, but there has to be the dining, uh, the dinner table. Sorry. Yeah. If there wasn't a lot there, I'd be more concerned. Right. <laughs> Cause if you were just like, yeah, we're still faking it. Everything's fine. <laughs> Hi. Yeah. We're great. Awkward jab, awkward jab. Right. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, so yeah. So I'm, I'm grateful. <laughs> Asher's grateful. Everybody's grateful. Each, each of you are grateful that there is a lot there. Um, and, the idea of calling a therapist first is powerful. And that's, and that's, I mean, that's who I was talking to at the time for me. Uh, we, we did not have children. Um, and it was right around the time that children were brought up that I kind of clammed up. Um, yeah. not because I didn't necessarily want to be a father, but I didn't know why I clammed up. And I was like, there's something going on here. That's not my normal reaction. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, and so I was like, you know, and then it happened again. And I was like, I think I should talk to a therapist. And then I've always been someone who believes in, in counseling and, and whatnot. So, um, but, uh, but yeah, that was, you know, there was just something else that was going on in there. And, and I'm uh, obviously grateful uh, and not, not in a way of ranking this, but I'm grateful we didn't have children because I know it made, it made everything a lot easier for sure. Um, but so I was with a therapist at the time um, and she was also seeing a therapist and uh, and so we our our divorce was not a lawyer up moment either right the whole thing cost four hundred and fifty dollars in uh, in state legal fees essentially right, right? <clears throat> um, right. and uh, which is a, a pretty big gift to give everybody um, uh, and because when you go through any sort of breakup, whether it's marriage or uh, just any sort of, of breakup, you naturally retreat to your corner, right? Who are your people? Who's your, you know, who's your coach over there rubbing your shoulders? You got it, rock, right? You right. know what I mean? That person telling you you're fine. That person telling you that other person's an asshole. Um, right. And like, yeah, you deserve better. Yeah, you're a piece I of care. shit. Really guaranteed, those- guaranteed purchase of your BS that you're selling, yes. right? Yep. Guaranteed, right. And those people are important, right? Mm-hmm. We need those kind of folks in our lives for sure. But if they're the only voices we're listening to, that's an issue, right? We need cheerleaders and we need realists. We don't right. necessarily need pessimists, but we need cheerleaders and right. we need realists in our voice. And and sometimes when you go you know, to a lawyer, you're going to have somebody who's going to gas you up based on your emotional state. And they're going to know what to say. Pocketbook. Right. (laughs) Exactly. Right. It's like when you, if you have a medical condition, you go to a surgeon, they're probably going to recommend surgery. Right. Right. Um, And so, you know, same idea. And and so uh, your wherewithal to talk to somebody else uh, was powerful. And so you all, you know, after a few years of, uh, of fake it till you make it, of sitting next to each other awkwardly at plays, have, have finally figured out that you made it. You said, you mentioned you crossed the invisible line. Nikki, I'd be, I'd be curious to hear from you, you know, what was it like for you in your journey? I think according to the website, you got remarried first. Is that true? 
Yes. Um, and so I, I'm not saying that that was a part of, of this question, but, um, you know, what was it for you, uh, that kind of was like, you know what, we can, uh, we can do this better or we can, you know, this, what we're actually doing right now is working and let me name it that it's not necessarily faking it, that we actually are, we do care. We are in this moment together. I think for me, my parents are still married 52 years later. So I think a driving force for me and keeping this, our relationship on track was that. And the fact that I wanted my son to grow up as close to the, as possible as the way I grew up and not having to choose between your parents. I mean, I was lucky enough to not have that growing up. And so I knew what Ben had gone through, obviously from being married to him, that that wasn't that in my mind, that's not the way I was going to allow this to happen. Granted, if Ben would have kept going down a different road, I wasn't going to back down, but that's not what I wanted. Yeah. And, and I think that, I think that slowly, I mean, we would do things. We had no idea. We had no idea how we were going to make this work. People would look at us like we were crazy. Our families would look at us like we were crazy. They'd be like, what do you mean? Like, you're not, you two aren't supposed to be friends. Yeah. And we're like, but this is what we're going to try to do. So please like get behind us and support this and don't roadblock us. I mean, our friends, like people who we were friends with didn't understand it. They, you know, they thought we were crazy. And Mm -hmm. I think slowly people started understanding, okay, wait a minute. They're doing something right. People would start looking, you know, we would start posting pictures or we would start going, people would see us places together with Asher and, you know, we would, you know, sometimes I would even meet you guys like for slow little tiny things and people would just be like, are they getting back together? We're like, no, 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 no. But like it made Asher's life slowly better. And, you know, even as families, we started like we tried to go on a vacation together way too soon. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we both like kind of looked at each other and we're like too soon. We backed it up a little bit and we started small again, like being at birthday parties together, you know, going to, you know, keep like we kept going to things together with Asher. And it just was one of those things that slowly evolved into what we have now. And yes, we could have blown this whole thing up with our spouses. But I think for me, I started dating someone that we all knew, which in turn could have blown this thing up even further because it was someone that Ben knew. I mean, obviously for Asher, it made it quite easy for him because he already knew him. So it wasn't something weird for Asher to be like, Oh, well, maybe it was, you know, strange to see him in a different light, but he already knew him. He already liked him. So it was easy, but it could have for Ben blown our whole, whole relationship up. But in the beginning of me dating my now husband, it was kind of like, Hey, this is what I'm trying to accomplish. This is what we are trying to do. If you don't like it, you got to go. Like, it's not, I'm not keeping, not keeping you around. That sounds terrible. <laughs> so, like, I can't go further into a relationship with you if you're going to blow this whole relationship up. Yeah. Yeah. It's, she brings up the, uh, her husband now. And, and uh, you know, I just done all this work on myself. I was, you know, the, the, the spiritual, you know, I was levitating, whatever you want to call it. And, and, <laughs> And then she starts, she calls me and she says, you know, Chad and I have started dating and and talk about a test to this new found, you know, spiritual shield uh, that I had around me. And, and uh, there was, I was coaching Asher's uh, little league and, and and Nikki had called me and told me Chad was going to come to the game. 
which just shows you some respect, right? I mean, some communication that she had, you know, the, the, the awareness to call me and let me know. And I remember at the game, I was like, one eye over dreading the moment, right? Where I, after the game and, uh, you know, the kids would rush out of the dugout and the coaches would clean up after the kids and Asher ran over to Chad. And I, I remember walking over there, just having this conversation with myself again, like, okay, dude. You know, this is the time where you're either it's time to put on your big boy pants. It's put on your big boy pants. This is either the moment you're going to shine or you're going to crash and burn. You know, and, and uh, uh, so the first thing I did was I went over and I gave Chad a hug and and made sure that Asher was there and he saw it just to you know disarm and let him know and let Asher know. Uh, right at that moment, it was wasn't about Chad knowing because you know I wasn't I was I wasn't there yet. Right. Well, yeah. <laughs> This ain't about you, Chad. This ain't about you, Chad. Right. And, and you know, I gave him a hug and, and we, we laughed because looking back, I was probably the most awkward man hug ever in the history of man hugs. Yeah, I was like some and, strong pats. But it was the best I had. You know, it was really the best I had in that moment. And yep. uh, you know, since then I now very much enjoy embracing Chad. And he's a great hugger. And great, it's yeah, that's that's important. And it's authentic, but that's the kind of thing where we talk about faking it or putting on whatever you want to call it, however you want to wrap it. It wasn't about me. Yeah. Now, if it were about me, you know, I might have walked over. The, yeah, well, well, not necessarily the shins, and it wouldn't have been a kick. But you know, because it, 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 that's <laughs> the thoughts, right? Those are, I was so full of rage, I was so full of hurt, I was so full of all this other stuff. Walking over there, looking at this guy. Um, but you know, eventually, you know, didn't act on, you know, whatever thought I had. And, uh, he's a great guy. And I can tell, uh, you know, once I got over that whole thing is that Nikki never looked at me the way she looks at Chad, you know, she never uh, showed that affection and love the way she looks at or does to Chad now. And that's a good thing. You know, I mean, you know, she's a happy in love woman, but and, and vice versa. Yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, it's just, so uh, you know, the, the, the bringing the new person in is, is just another thing uh, along this road of, uh, of post-divorce with kids and, you know, that, that uh, landmine, you know, yeah. <laughs> there are a lot of landmines Absolutely. along the way and divorce, you know, with that judgment isn't the beginning, uh, you know, isn't the end of the road. Uh, it's just really the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Landmines is probably the appropriate word for sure, uh, because with each new person that you add, you add a whole nother set of their own values, their own biases, their own life, their own expectations said and unsaid. Right. And, uh, and so, yeah, that's, that's powerful. I, I love the way you were talking about Nikki, how you kind of set those expectations out with chat early of like, listen, this is what we're trying to do. Um, I'm not saying we're nailing it out of the park, but this is what we're trying to do. Here's the bigger picture. Um, and, uh, I would love for you to be on board with, with being a part of the trying, because what I don't need is for you to come in here and start sowing seeds of doubt into what we're doing here. Um, right. And I'm sure, uh, you know, same thing with you, uh, and, and, and your relationship and your marriage, uh, the same thing and your, your new marriage, excuse me, um, is, is the same exact thing, right. Where you have gotten to have conversations, uh, and gotten to have conversations with, uh, with Nadia and, and, and who the woman she is and, and the same conversations had to happen and either Nadia, you're either you're either down to be a part of the helping or you're down to be a part of the hurting. What's your choice before we get too deep into this? Yeah. And that's, I mean, exactly the conversation and we've all, it's funny cause we've been doing, you know, the book came out a couple of years ago or two years ago and, and we've been trying to figure out a, uh, 
a sensitive way or at least a, uh, you know, s- some sort of uh, compassion in the way we say it, but it's either, you know, there, th- isn't, really. there isn't, they were either going to be on board. I mean, we, this was our decision before we met them, right? This was to, to get married, to have Asher, to get divorced. Um, and, and we need to face those consequences of those decisions. So bringing somebody in and then we figured it out. To, to a certain extent, we were a bicycle and we figured out how to ride that bike. But then you start adding on, you know, two more wheels, three, and, you know, to begin with Chad and then, and then became a tricycle. And then, you know, Nadia became the, the car, but it all has to work together. And if it didn't, you know, I think we were, at least I know, not that I think, but I know we were so dedicated to, you know, what we were trying to do that if they didn't, uh, fit in you know then they weren't going to get in i guess um yep. at the end of the day the and doors it's, were locked and at the end of the day it's just turned into this great uh authentic uh modern you know modern family uh who who you know nadia and and, and Nick, nikki are great friends best friends i'm you know great best friends with chad we do things that don't have to do with asher and and things that have to do with asher and so it's mm-hmm. you know it all worked out yeah that's incredible yeah, right. Stick with that car analogy, right? Four four wheel drive means they operate independently, but all wheel drive means they're all rolling, right? And so, yeah. um, and so, uh, yeah, that that's that's incredible that you found some humans that were like, yeah, no, I see the bigger picture, and the bigger picture matters. So I want to be a part of this. And it was hard right then, I'm sure too. And I don't want to discredit what they were going through, right? Of having you're like, what the hell? This is I'm supposed to be in a relationship yeah. with you. Not so these what? are called red flags. Yeah, yeah. Right. typically yeah. these are called red flags. Yeah, right. Red flags, like what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you all have now, you obviously, the book came out, you know, a, a year and a half, a couple of years ago, whatnot. And, and, and you're also, another goal of yours is to kind of build community around this. Tell us, tell me a little bit about what that looks like and what, uh, you know, what, what kind of community you're trying to build around the book, you know, as someone who's potentially going through a divorce or as a couple that went through a divorce and is like, maybe there's a better way. And that, that that's exactly it, that there is a better way and, and you know, uh, t- an easier, softer way and uh, one with less headaches and less heartaches and less, you know, the, the who was the uh, the character in uh, that always got the black cloud uh, hanging over him? Uh, uh, Linus? Peanuts? Peanuts, yeah. Peanuts, yeah. Right. Like you can have that life if you yeah. want it. It's there. Uh, it, it's not that wonderful. Um, but, but I think Minus it's is the, one with the blanket, the blanket um, is that we're not therapists, you know, we're not doctors, we're not lawyers. Uh, we did not stay at a holiday and express last night. Um, and, and, you know, all we're selling is hope, you know, our story. And, and it's not about, you know, selling books or, you know, any, but, but what, what we want to do is just give people who are going through it, a different option. One we didn't have. I mean, we didn't have, uh, you know, a, a book or the internet. Well, there was the internet, but there wasn't really social media, right. you know, to, 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 to hear stories of people who, who, who had been down there before. And for me, I've always made the most change in my life when I can relate to somebody. When, you know, when you got that street cred, whether it was me getting sober or, you know, any other thing is I want to talk to somebody who, who's been in the hell I've been in. Right. Who understands what it's like to be in the hell that I'm in and how the, how the hell did you get out of hell? You know, what did you do, <laughs> uh, you know, to get out of hell? And, and so, th- you know, that's the community we're building. Uh, you know, it, it, it's education, hopefully, uh, through our story and through other people about 
what, you know, not to call a lawyer, right? It's not that hard. Call therapists first, call a co divorce coach. Um, and, and, you know, it's just our, we're just, you know, humans who had a human experience who got it right. Luckily, you know, I think that's the one thing it, it is uh, we didn't have all this stuff and, and the planets aligned uh, and, and our dedication to our son was strong enough that we got through it. Mm -hmm. Very well yeah. said. What? Good job, Ben. What'd you say? Good job. No, what'd you say? Very well said. Oh, thank you. you got that on? Oh, that was perfect. Yeah. yeah. No, I was really afraid this was going to be awkward. So this is great. Oh, that very uh, well said. No. <laughs> me that little clip of that? I want to put that as my ringer. <laughs> oh, she calls me. Uh, well I love said. it. Y'all, I mean, uh, thank you for the work that you're doing. Uh, obviously, you had to go through hell and back to get there. Uh, but the fact that you knew the bigger picture mattered, the fact that you knew the work mattered, the fact that you knew Asher mattered, the fact that you knew that your lives and your happiness is also different. And and whether people go through this and all of a sudden now they got these, you know, like uh, couples that are going out to eat and having whatever it like, I mean, that's, I mean, where you also represent the most ideal solution of what could come out of this as far as like the, the big, beautiful thing of like, mm -hmm. and then everybody's going to be friends and we're all going to hug each other in real ways. And <laughs> Chad's a great hugger. Um, right. And like, and so like, but there are also a whole bunch of steps in between that for individuals that are currently going through a divorce that, you know, that's, that's one whole end of it. Um, and, and there are steps between that, right. Talking to each other like human beings, um, and, uh, and having conversations around, uh, what matters the most for our happiness, what would relieve the most stress, what would, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Like those are, those are things that are really important and were the foundation to you all being able to build what you now have today. Um, but being able to name, what you need, what you want, what your desires are, what the expectations are. Um, naming all that stuff is really powerful. You know, Ben, you and I are, are internal processors. Nikki, it sounds like you're an external processor. Yes. There's nothing wrong with either of those, no. but we have to name what each other is, right? And, uh, and you know, when I went through my divorce, I, I was an internal processor, and I don't know if I knew how much of an internal processor I was until the divorce happened. Um, you know, I'm a professional speaker. I, I travel the country. I talk about authenticity, vulnerability, curiosity. Um, yet I wasn't authentic or vulnerable with the woman mm. that I loved. Um, and, uh, and she deserved more in that moment. Um, and, and I, I didn't give her that. And I'm now a way better man and a way better husband in round two than I was. And I try not to look back and be like, be like, man, you should, you know, call her and apologize another time. Right. <laughs> and so, cause that doesn't help anybody. Right. She's doing her, she's living her life. Um, but, uh, but it is fascinating to think about, um, the internal work that we have to do to show up. Um, and we don't need to call the therapist when things are bad, right? The therapist can be a proactive yes. moment, not a reactive moment. Right. Maintenance, um, but spiritual maintenance, maintenance, you know? Right. Amen to that. Amen to that. Yeah. yeah. I love that y'all are building community. Um, and, and thank you for the work you're doing. What were you going to say, Ben? Well, I was just going to say that, you know, there, there, there's a lot of, which, which I can totally uh, relate to uh, in what you said. And I think that, um, you know, our spouses now uh, got Nikki Ben 2.0, which is a better version. I think Asher, you know, got dad 2.0 and mom 2.0, which is a better version. Yeah. Um, and, and, and because, we, you know, we did the work. Now, 
you know, when I have problems in my relationship, it doesn't mean my patterns or my shortcomings or that internalization or that shutting down doesn't come up. It, I didn't get an exorcism, unfortunately. Yeah, of course. Right. And, and but most of the problems that I have as a parent, as a husband, as, as the way I show up in the world is when I revert back into those patterns. Right. And, and but but what Nikki, my experience with Nikki has taught me uh, uh, because I did some of the work is to be aware of them. Right. And, and, and to be able to sort of, uh, you know, give them a name and, and also not maybe pull out right away, but, you know, be able to eventually, you know, come out of the, uh, of the cave. And, you know, for me, I mean, I think we were talking about this a while ago, but um, the lessons that I learned in life, you know, pain is a great motivator for me. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and I made sort of the most change in, in my life, not when things are great, you know, not when things are, but when, you know, the, the, there's enough pain to, 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 to change and, and divorce was, you know, when Nikki and I split up was no different. Yeah. 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 I love it. <clears throat> I love it. Y'all. I'm so excited that y'all wanted to come on the show and be a part of this. Thank you for the community that you are building. Thank you for your honesty, your uh, integrity. Uh, and um, yeah, this is, this is an awkward conversation that you all are trying to make easier for people. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think, I think the other thing that I really appreciated about it is that it, it's not a race, right? And it, it may not, it's not going to happen year one, you know, but you know, by year three, year four, like, yeah, maybe we can start figuring it out. Um, but it's a natural response for us to curl up into our own balls for a second because we got protection, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Am I safe? Am I secure? Um, right. And we do that first and then we, then we slowly work our way back up the pyramid. So I appreciate you all so much for coming on the show today. Thank you. Uh, yeah. So and thank you. Yeah. This thank you. Great. This was by far, and I'm not just blowing smoke. This was by far the, uh, we, we've done a lot of these and, and this was, this was a treat because it was, uh, just a little different and by different, I mean, just a little bit more, uh, like you said, vulnerable and authentic. And, uh, uh, you know, that's why we did this and we appreciate you bringing it out of us. Hell yeah. Y'all. I love it. I love it. Y'all that was my time with Ben and Nikki, incredible, incredible individuals who went through a divorce and came out clean on the other side, just like Shawshank Redemption, right? Andy Dufresne's the only man I know could swim through a mile of shit and come out clean on the other side. Um, I love it that they went through what they went through and are now telling the story about it. It took work. It took patience. It took perseverance, but at the end of the day, it's what mattered. And, as someone who went through a divorce that did not end that way and has not had the same experience as theirs, there's no kids involved. So that changes the game quite a lot. Um, I can say that uh, it's, it's a complicated situation. It's not a club that anybody is proud to be a part of, but the way that you handle your membership in the club matters. So thank you all so much for coming out and being a part of this episode of Diner Talks with James. And until next time, y'all, do me a favor. Keep punching small talk in the face by asking better questions. You all take care. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Diner Talks with James. It was so much fun getting to hang out with you and finish our milkshakes in that squeaky red leather booth. <laughs> if you do me a favor and smash that subscribe button, that would be dope. And also, if you could leave a review on iTunes, well, come on now, you're going to make me blush. <laughs> also, if you want to be a part of the action, we record these live on YouTube Live every Wednesday night at 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Go to YouTube and type in James T. Robo and smash that red subscribe button so you know when we go live next. Also, 
While we're on the subject, I'm James T. Robo all over the internet. I post meaningful content on Instagram, witty content on Twitter. Let's get connected in some other places, folks. And as always, if you're interested in learning more about the guest tonight, please check out the show notes. My friends, until next time, keep punching small talk in the face by asking better questions. Y'all take care.